Hey guys, welcome to our additional episode and in this episode we are going to get into the politics. Unajua like tunajua Kenya is going to hold its in Naito elect General presidential elections. elections on the 5th. Ni 5th. On the 9th of August and all our beneficiaries are past 18 so you are expected to exercise your civil right i'm a civil responsibility and go and vote so in this episode you'll be with Elise, Jacinta and I and we are going to talk as in it it's an open mic whereby we give our experiences with politics maybe even why one is voting or why one is not voting and we are going to talk even the space that we young people of Kenya play by voting or not voting so karibuni Elise karibu and Jacinta karibu thank you Let's go guys. Well, Jacinta. <laughs> <laughs> so Jacinta I think you're the oldest among us. How many times have you voted? Okay. Mm, I voted uh, 2013. Mhm. Also voted 2017. Mhm. I'm set to vote and time for now. <clears throat> Um Mimi I was so excited about growing up and saying I'll finally vote but imagine I've never voted shame on me right and you Elvis Well me too um I've never voted I wanted to say I'm here to to vote but then to me the whole process politics and everything well I'm here to to find it suitable to me and my type of living and my life so yeah Uh, I've never voted uh, <laughs> but I do hope that we have a peaceful and fair elections come August 9th. Um so let's first get into do you guys believe like as a nation the youth have like a real voice for politics and if not what do you think us voting or us not voting is doing to alleviate or you know put pressure on the problem? Yeah I do believe the youth have a voice in fact because when you see the population of Kenya majority of it is made of the young people so that means that majority of votes or a big number of votes uh, is with people who are between 18 to 35 that is the youth bracket uh, also i have noticed that most of the youths especially among my groups are peers millennials uh, millennials gen z na gen y uh, they don't take votes or they don't register themselves as voters so you find that they have the power or rather we have the power to really make our voice be heard the only problem with the group is that we are yet to exercise that power i don't know it's because whether we have not realized it yet or maybe politics ain't our thing yet or maybe we we another reason i feel is because we relate politics to the old people so we relate to it to our parents and then we think that they can decide uh one problem with the youth is that most of them they think that their vote does not matter they can, uh, you know they count themselves as a single person rather than a group and yeah that affects the people who get into power that affects the policies that are being made and how things are being run around the country uh, which concern the youth and other people in general so 
So for me the reason I do not vote is basically unajua <coughs> it's a known fact like yes we'll vote but let me tell you it's a known fact that there are people who literally know who the president will be on August 9th that is the institutions that we have in Kenya and so the reason i don't vote is because i feel me and up waste 4 5 hours on a line and this person has been decided on and it goes back to 2007 we know that raila had actually won but since whoever decides didn't want him to be president he didn't become president so same thing happens and i felt helpless in a way and i think that's the same feelings most of the youths who want change but are not voting feel is that yes niko na vote yangu but hata tukavote si wote still there are people a group of people who will decide who will be president and that decision in a kwanga more hurtful that nimenan kapanga line but my candidate even you can see polls zikifanywa unapata raila had so many votes back then and even when the counting was going on he had won but somehow somehow in front of 30 plus million people tulidanganywa si wote and there's nothing we could have done it actually ended up being bad on the citizens because now war broke out you so for me it feels like ah either way whether i go or i don't asha decideiwa but but and this is a huge but that it is shifting in mind and i remember i was listening to pastor tim namjo akiongelelea how generation in a change you see unfortunately for the millennial we are in between the generation behind us when you two are comply and the generation ahead of us which is gen z yenye ni watu wako very determined to see change in akuja so i don't agree with you that gen z they are not voting they actually very proactive they want to see change they are very categorical with what they they you know they keep up and what they'll not cuz our generation which is our parents you know they used to like ah maisha imekuwa ngumu so they work harder right sisi tuko ai but imekuwa ngumu because of politicians politicians are, are stealing yes we are complaining but we are not doing anything about it now we have a new generation wenye if you've been looking at the political climate of nigeria you find that one endadi kwa nyumba za politicians wanawatoa Unaona? So it's chaotic side but you can see we are going into a generation when they are tired of the bullshit and they are going to act and fight for their rights. Unaelewa? And so see millennials being in between apple we are kind of confused. Do I comply and work harder so that I can afford the high living of course like I've seen my parents do or do I actually do something to change my circumstances so that's why i feel like yes i know something is wrong and i'm courageous enough to say our politicians are the ones who are doing this to us but i'm not doing sir something about it and then you have a generation in front of us when you wanna jo we have a problem we know who's causing the problem and they are willing and ready to go deal with this problem so jacinta jacinta yeah, so, <laughs> has voted uh, i'm sure she has different views from yeah. you know, because we find that that is on my bakey is not taking a vote is because she feels that the election process and everything is unfair in Kenya uh yeah let's hear from Jessica it's just a show <laughs> it's just a show okay uh, as for me i would say uh the youth are taking a very like conspicuous part in the election not only election but the campaigns i think you have seen the vehicles gone going around campaigning all those uh, people you see there i don't think there is anyone above 35 40 
dancing, singing, uh, invite, I like um, when we have uh, a meeting at New Stadium, entertaining and everything are there, out of campaigns and everything. I also believe that uh, out of the 100% votes which come out, like more than 50% belongs to the youth. Unfortunately, you find out that uh, we are used, youth are used mainly during the campaigns, but sometimes after maybe whoever wins the election is in there, we are somehow forgotten. Look at the border border people. They are all over during those elections, when those campaigns, when there is campaign somewhere, they are, they are, they are, their motorbikes are fueled to go there and make it appear as if that, that uh, person is more popular in that area, you know. And the same people will be used tomorrow by another, maybe, group to again do the same. So in a way, as, as youth, I would uh, say that be very careful because my the first time I voted, I I was an agent in one of the voting stations. So you find out that you have been taken like that of you to go into a polling station to ensure that during the counting of votes, someone's votes will not be stolen or maybe altered or something. But in the real sense, again, you are you are forced to vote now for this. Like you should, if you have to to get that money for that uh, like agency whatever post, you have to vote for this. How would they know? that you have voted for them because I know the voting process is supposed to be secretive and all that. Okay. In the beginning, as maybe you, you, when you are doing these campaigns, you know, they like track your loyalty to this, to this uh, person. Mm. So you can change when you are voting, but now you have to show the loyalty over some duration. I think I was around... Uh, 1920 when I voted for the very first time and again I was naive to some level so I was just loyal to that lady. It was a lady. Yeah. So um wait. So you see the most interesting thing I love about Gen Z. I mean they have wild <laughs> wild perspective but I love that this generation is very like how I can live you too. You know, yes they are more like oh you know they they have they are such a different generation from what we've seen and i'll use an example so i'm between generations even with my family like I'm, my siblings are in the older generation and i'm in generation millennial then i have nieces who are almost my age but they're in generations gen z right and so we are having a conversation with my mom and even my older siblings who believe that it doesn't matter if raila is um a thief He's from my tribe. So whether he's a thief, who'll run the country, right? Those are my my the older generations believe. It was tribal politics. Like as long as ni kikuyu mkalinjino mjalua mekaliapo, we don't care what they do with the seats. No. This is the past generation. Then we have my generation who is actually saying, wait, that's wrong. That's wrong because this person ata akiwa if Kibaki was a president 
and he comes from my tribal community but i can say him being a president benefited me personally on a personal level because he's from my tribe you know so that is what we the gener- the millennials now are seeing then you have generation z who does it they don't even care which tribe you're coming from like these kids don't even know how to speak their mother tongue they've met in cities and they've grown up together and so they do not know i think we are very we are phasing out tribal politics whereby cast in a, i don't think 20 years from now when we hear polit general elections are coming what will be scrambling to go to their villages because who will fight these kids don't even want to fight because at you anyway to am own way to it's and i like that about this generation that politics quo see tribal based they are asking questions if candidate A enters and candidate B enters where is my probability as Becky to benefit the most irrespective of where I am or who I am as a tribal individual una get kenya nasema so to be after i've seen the the political climate of gen z imenifanya a bit hopeful that maybe next general, general election i'll take part but also unajua most Gen Z hawajafika age ya ku vote by the way they are between 17 and uh, up to 18 the oldest were from 2000 yeah so the oldest is 20 so most of them hawajafika age ya ku vote but in the next 5 years watakuwa wamefika so i feel by in the next 5 years backed up by this generation who are very vocal about what they want and are willing to actually take an action if what they want is not given i'll be very comfortable you know lendering my four hours to voting but say nani acha na kufanya hivyo so what do you think uh, i do agree with you on the part that uh, as we are coming with each election people are getting liberated and we are facing out tribal politics yeah and that's a good thing i think that's uh Tribal politics was one of the challenges that we experienced as a country and it even caused the post election violence in 2007 2008 which was mainly uh, like divided along tribal lines then come to 2013 we started having that integration changes uh, we started to go for politicians for their ideas and what they bring to the table same thing in 2017 uh only that you know it's hard to remove a sitting government <laughs> uh and i've experienced the same with this election uh people like want to hear what the politicians offer uh, what they promise to do and their past records among other things so uh i'm very excited with how we are going as a country in terms of elections politics and all those other we've seen like so many young people joining into politics uh one thing to note i was walking around nairobi town and i saw the posters for women reps and i tell you must lay queens want to be women rep so that's encouraging and like in the past where we would associate politics only with old men old people old women you know uh it is really important that now the youth are standing up for themselves and they've realized they know what they want and they are going to make the change themselves so that is applaudable okay let me say these are uh, most of you i know especially those who have been on long holiday i know you have uh, maybe applied for ibc uh, clerk jobs, jobs. dpo mm-hmm. po jobs 
most of you I know have gotten the opportunity to maybe work in those uh, vacancies. I would uh, advise that uh, you keep your peace, do not uh, maybe take sides because being at the central um, place of the whole thing, you can be a victim of, uh, you know, of uh, the differences between people supporting one side. So, if, if in any case you are in a position to serve in such, a, such positions, keep your peace and avoid uh, taking sides. Yeah. yeah, so I guess the next question we should ask ourselves is like to reflect back with post-election violence so that most of you girls are still babies, so you don't know what really happened. Yeah, I and I will go back, I'll be, go first. I think I was in class 5. Yes, I was in class 5 in 207. Or no. I was in class 5, right? Tulkwa class 6. I'm a class 5. I think I we were going to I class 6. Yeah. So... That was horrible, man. And let me tell you, you hear these stories and you do not know the weight of them until you've been part of them. Especially, I was in Molo to be specific, and uh, there were other clashes which happened in 1996 when I was born. And my mom was telling me how bad they were. But in his story in Kwanaskia, so I na connect how bad can it be, right? Until it happened and I was in the middle of it and I was like, oh shit, this actually happens. I remember it was... December was it December twenty? It was in December, around time in December, no, and so twenty seven, right? Twenty seven December. Yeah, so I remember specifically what happened was, you know, the last county was it county or province? Tarakanivi was the only place that the count the votes had not been counted, and by now. Uh, Railawo was already leading significantly and we knew no matter what the results at the Rakanidi were, he's going to become the president. And I remember Stimeli Potia in Chimzima. See Something like that. Yeah, so the lights, KPLC were in the game because lights went off. And then I remember my show show was my aunt telling us to peleke maziwa place watu wa KCC walikuwa nachukua cause TV zimezima and so me and my cousins tukachukua maziwa and we were on our way to take the milk so going coming back my village is like kuna lami tundo ime separate the Kikuyu tribe and the Kalenjin tribe but you could find some Kalenjins are living on this side and the others are living on the other side because I remember even our immediate neighbor Boma next it was a Kalenjin home and the kids we could play sometimes so much unapata nimelala kwa au wamelala kwetu and so I remember when we were at this point tukienda unajob the way shall go life is munatoka nyote mnaenda so we were all we the Kikuyu children and those Kalenjin children we were all going to take the milk to the the place KCC see what So coming back, uh we see smoke and very weird voices. To me they were weird because I, I had never heard that before. So my older cousins were like Becky, those are war sounds that are being signaled. And then we start seeing fire. Like it was so unbelievable because to look near the lami, like Kunona Moto in Akuja, and then you know the way Moloi may slant, so we were like here, so we could see the homes that are burning here. And so it now became, you're not my friend anymore. Because now our older cousins had to separate us from our friends who are Kalenjins, who some are even my age or even younger. They immediately became the enemy. And so we started running. Then they could not go back to their side of the road because what 
Kiku, uh, you know, that was very hard for me. And I remember now we running, we left our home. We didn't even go back to the house because they were coming. The war had actually started by this point. We were coming, we walked and slept on the road. And I remember at some point, Tulipita Bomayamze wa Kijiji, he was Kikuyu, and he had been killed, his head cut off, and it was put kwa gate yake. You know, gate venyuzuku and aspects that kushikilia the poles. And this is... I think I was almost one of the older kids and I'm seeing this and these are your neighbor this is someone's dad who need dad baba yana nyume ona akifanya hivyo cuz umejificha kwa matawi so unaona nani anakata nani and you're like god my goodness who ni baba ya mtu tunachezanga na yeye ana uamzazi ya mtu anacheza na yeye so that really transformed my perspective my perception about war you know what i think is it burundi where the tutsi and the Rwanda. We really do not know how bad it is until you're in it. Whereby, uni rafiki yako, imagine to make up office at then all of a sudden you want to kill me. How unprepared is that? Una imagine Jacinta, like they announce you say you are okay now, but the next minute I'm trying to kill you. Does it even make sense? So where were you and how did that? It affected me very. Imagine, I think other than after Nilishokoko, I have only gone back to my village once and I was forced. I don't think I'd ever go back because after that, what conversations do you have with those neighbors? I can never trust someone who tried to kill me for someone who I don't even know personally. So it's left wounds and it will take a whole generation to heal. Because Kamimi, I think it even eroded those friendships. Even if I fall, if some of those kids, I don't think we could be friends. Because how do I become your friend? Dude, your parents try to kill my parents. Or my parents try to kill your parents. It's, it's, it was sad and ugly. And I... Yeah, we hope to leave it in the past as it is. And moving forward, we are hoping just for... But you see, such wounds take generations to heal because it affected my mom's generation and my generation. Then it will only take my kids who are not... They never saw. Nihia say too. Unajua, those are the ones who can be more comfortable making friendships with certain... And I'm being very honest here. You know, after that, I used to be like, I mean, I don't mind getting married to certain tribes. But after, after what I saw, eh, <laughs> we might be friends. But when it comes to marriage, I feel like it gave me a lot of reservations. And I'm trying to unlearn them. But it's so hard. Because me, I didn't lose someone per se. But I saw it. Now imagine for a lady... Even a guy when you lose babake to such. As you are that, right? Because you'll ask myself, if this comes, we had cases whereby Kaja Sinta to say you are in intermarriage, intertribal marriage, namlikua kwenu to say western. Amatam a lady from Western was at the time staying at her husband's family in Kiambu. They were coming to be taken out of the house and being killed. So you don't even feel safe when you're with your new family simply because we were a different language you get so for us it might be very difficult to heal those wounds but for our kids with clean slates that yes it happened but since how there's something about seeing trauma about seeing and hearing that Nikakuona movie, but when you've been there, eh, it it imprints a a very. It's it's unbelievable. So where were you, Jacinta, and how was your experience? Okay, in uh, two thousand and seven, I was in 
from? I was in from. Okay. Uh, I cannot say that uh, at that particular time I experienced it or I, I, I don't know even what it meant. But over time, I have uh, had clients, I've had clients, I've had friends who are victims of that uh, post-election violence, right? Which up to of late, they have never healed from it. I have a friend who lost Mkono from it. Oh By then, I was total. I also have a client who lost, uh, whose cars were burned, property burned, land like reclaimed, and he ended up in streets. Definitely, such a person may only death can maybe get him over that loss. Uh, I also have a friend of mine who also was working at uh, Eldoret University, but then I don't know, it was called another name, it was a college-like, who had to leave the job and go back to, is a lady who, a camera lady who was married from a chapel to that area, had to forgo her marriage, leave the job and go back to her family. She has, since then she has phobia of her new people so like in fact you can stay with her like uh, even for the longest she will resist knowing your tribe you know if it can traumatize someone at the age of uh, 28 like what of kids that's a, an already mature person you see yeah. what about kids so this election thing may sound as a, a light thing but when it gets to the worst bit of it, it can be traumatizing. It's, it's it life changing. It's, yes, it's life changing. I mean, I was a kid. I didn't know like I would make very significant life choices based on the fact that I've seen tribal wars, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Ellis, where are you? Well, I was in Nairobi in two thousand and seven, and well, I was also affected by the post-election violence. Because uh, we got displaced, I moved schools. Uh, come 2008, January, February, uh, we had to be forced to move to our children's home because of the insecurity reasons and everything. Yeah, so it was a traumatic experience seeing people's houses burn. Even the primary school that I was in, uh, it got burned. And also, so we were in class around January. Because I remember the elections took place on 28th of December and we were, so schools opened on the, like the usual because they took some time to release the election results, they delayed it. So while we were in school in January and then there were tensions all over, teachers were not coming in school, people were raiding schools and so you're in class and then you hear noise on the other side of school, you see a fire start burning. So. It did change my life. Uh, it moved parts. I moved away from home. Uh, then again, well, that is what it was. I, I do not want to see a repeat of the same. Uh, 
So let's keep it peaceful, guys. <laughs> so girls, it's up to you to have these conversations with your family. I think from what I experienced, I've been very clear with my parents or rather with my mom. I do not condone her being tribal in front of me. Like, no, I, I don't I don't condone it. I don't even give her the opportunity to be tribal. You know, because those things, those are two comments to doggo to doggo, you know Ajalon is this and this. Those are what sows the seeds of killing each other when politicals don't need. It. So and I've actually and um you know, I don't have a Kikuyu friend. I think the first Kikuyu friend I gained was literally this year. All my friends come from all over the country. like, And it's not like planned, but I sat down and I realized Liz is, is Kamba, Yvonne is Lu, um, Purity is Girama. And so you find, there's a time I was telling my mom about it and she was like, she was very bitter about Yvonne. Oh, how can you be friends with her? And I was like, no, mom, she's my friend and I actually genuinely love her. She's not what her tribe is. I know Yvonne and that's what we need to remember. Alice, I know you. I don't know Uhuru or Ruto or whoever. I don't know them personally. But I do know Alice or I know Jacinta. So whatever happens in August 9th has nothing to do with you. And it has nothing to do with me. Once you've voted, whether you've voted or not, that's where your responsibility ends. You say, ma, ingekuwa mimi. Kama ni ukweli wanataka kupigana. Wanyata benefit na yo kitu waeko kwa reso. Wanyata shinda. Yeah, baby, kitty. Because think about it. Did the Kibaki? Did they lose anyone? No, they didn't. Their children had actually been flown out of the country. Yeah. And these people are friends. Think about it. Is it the firstborn son, Anaitango Mohoho, or whoever? Do you know he's married to a niece of Raila? Now to one. So these people are friends. Remember that no matter what happens, I don't care about Uhuru, who's my tribesman. I care more about Alice, who's my neighbor. Unela, cause kukichomeka usiku kwangu. Alice, minta anga kigea uru simu wakuja nitole moto. No, it will be Alice. It will be your neighbor, who's Kamba, who's Luyo, who's even Somali, who will come and help me. So let's remember that our two, our votes, your responsibility for voting and determine who wins in Asia kwa ballot. Mtu asikulipe 50 shillings to kill a person. And then that's the thing. I hear people are even get paid 50 shillings per day to kill people. Dude, you're being paid 50 shillings to kill a person. Mu unaweza kosa kushikwa but tunaambia ngo damu inajiteteanga. The moment you kill someone, it will never be okay with you. God might forgive you but he will always let you face the consequences of your action and that's what people forget you won't face the consequences of your action but you face the consequences of your action with God's grace I hope that makes sense so go spread that message you can your brother is being tribalistic you can your dad is being tribalistic let them know that there's a need for us to not put labels on each other because nikikuwa jacinta nimejisafaidi na nini the same applies for the parties as you know the kenya is a multi-party state we have so many parties uh, with different candidates campaigning right now so guys it's only a preference it's only a choice you like this i like this uh, let's not make even the parties, the political parties to divide us because each candidate has a specific political party. 
let's remember that we are all one Kenya, one people. And as Becky has said, we are neighbors, brothers, sisters. Uh, when you are in need, the person that you go to is the next door person or the person who is close to you, uh, who may be supporting different parties because of their manifestos, because of other attractions to it. Uh, uh, let us remain as one people, united even after the results after of August 9th. So, yeah. Um, another thing that we can talk about with the elections is the various posts that are there. You find that you have to vote for an MCA, an MP, a woman rep, senator, governor, and even the president. So, uh, guys, getting back to the political party, you find that you may have preferences across different political parties for who you, who you want as an MCA or an MP or a woman rep. Yeah, so it's free will. Choose people depending on what you see in them as leaders and not rather just because you are compelled to do so. Yeah. Okay, you see now how the 2007 election left Becky and Davis. Uh, well, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you're more than conquerors anyway. It left you stronger than it found you. It gave me a new family, if I can say. I really enjoyed life at the home, so blessings in disguise or what? <laughs> <laughs> so, Kwaherini was chana, go do your civil rights. In it, I'm a civil right, I'm a civil responsibility. Go do your rights, vote peacefully, don't fight anyone, it's not that serious, Bana. And uh, we live to fight another day. So bye-bye. Yeah, even those of you who are not voting, who may not have registered as voters yet, well, don't make noise to the rest who have taken their vote. So you know where you stand by either taking registering as a voter or not. Let's like let it be just that allow people to have their choices and embrace them yeah it's really important to vote though from a civil perspective otherwise we can't wait to see you after the elections okay enjoy your holiday as yeah well. <laughs> enjoy the election holiday